Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 938. Yep. October 6, 2022, 87 degrees on this day 15 years ago in 2007. My wedding day. Good. And 25 degrees on this day in 1873. And don't fall for that BS if she says, oh, I don't want anything. No, that's why I'm married. Never fall for that. She never wants a gift. It's fantastic. Never fall for that. That's a lie, Chris. And now, get out now. (laughs) Get a second house now. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Usually go with WeatherTech. John Height in the news <laughs> That's a good one. Man. Stuff like that. <laughs> Rookie. Very precise. Here is your flashlight king. Didn't you do a vacuum cleaner once? And, and a keeper of common sense. Give her a good cast iron frying pan. What year? With which to be conked on the melon. What, was it a special one, the vacuum cleaner? Was it, you know, the 20th or something like that? I don't know. Say uh, a milestone. Yeah, all right. All right. I, we've there you op- go. We've opened a can of worms. Uh-oh. Well, maybe I opened a can of worms with the simple rhetorical question, are electric vehicle charging stations oh, free? Yeah. And I really don't want to discuss it. Here's a guy who said, listen, I listened to that. I climbed down off the ladder. I was working on the roof. I went in and spent some time on the Google and found the information. That's from uh, Joe Wayne White. <laughs> Get it? He's got, got a little it. fun with it. Got and it. then I got here, I, I got uh, from uh, Kevin, uh, there's a website that lists available public uh, charging stations in the U.S. called electrifyamerica.com. A lot of emailers are breaking it down, what it costs per kilowatt. Is it kilowatt hour you pay for? Right. Yes. Per hour. Uh, here's uh, here's uh, Paul who writes, uh, in the interest of being fact-based, yes, someone is paying for the charge. A lot of car companies give you a year or two of free charging at specific charging stations. Elon Musk installs a bunch of charging stations at Hy-Vee, and Teslas can charge at some of those for free, some not. You pay for it through an app on your phone or in your car not with a credit card reader. On average, it costs between $0.30 and $0.60, KWH, that's kilowatt hour, Mm -hmm. staff, to charge an electric vehicle. Therefore, this means that a small car would cost about $11.50 to $23 to fully charge. With a bigger or long-distance vehicle, that could cost $22.50 to $45. Well, that's still cheaper than what gas will be because we do not have a president that encourages our own independence of foreign 
oil tyrants. The prices uh, differ because the cost of charging a vehicle varies depending on the company providing the service, the EV charging level, type of charger, and charging port location depending on the demand. Uh, And this guy says, I'll stick with gas for now. Oh, this is Paul in Buffalo. I'll stick with gas for now. If we had a leader that the world didn't laugh at, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, This one says... This is from, uh, that's Joe Wayne White again. I I thought I already read his, yeah. This is from Wally. Joe, I'm surprised no one has alerted you to the free charging stations in Dakota County after listening to the podcast about paying for the electricity. I wanted to point out that if you charge a car in Dakota County at a county-installed site, electricity is free. The county said it's more expensive for us to charge users for electricity than it is for us to give it away. So you can go to Dakota County and charge up, and then by the time you get home, you'll need juice again. That's all I want to do about that, because I'm a gas guy, and I'm not going to really dwell forever on electric cars except to lament the idea that we are smaller citizens because we're sitting here like sheep being told that we're going to drive electric cars and being told that we're going to pay for the charging stations. You never paid to have a gas station built. Yep. And on Back to the Future, it's 1.21 gigawatts. Right. That'll make it go. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. My wife and I are going to be snowbirds for the first time this year. We have a fifth-wheel RV and will be staying in an area of Florida that was spared Ian's destruction. We also own a Honda Goldwing, which we thought would be something <coughs> fun to have while in Florida for some year-round riding. When I looked at the cost to ship it down there, I was shocked Well, as any good garage logician would do, I decided to take a road trip and ride it down ahead of time. Fantastic. I had a wonderful trip. I rode back roads all the way and met some interesting people along the way. I was also listening to the GL podcast each day. I have speakers in my helmet so I could listen to just about anything while riding. I was stopped at a railroad crossing waiting for a train to pass while uh, while passing through a small town in Missouri. We were two lanes wide, and there was a pickup truck next to me. The segment you had on the odd laughter came on, and I lost it. (laughs) This was the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. I was laughing uncontrollably uncontrollably the entire time it played. As my laughter winded down, I glanced over towards the truck next to me, and the driver had a look of astonished confusion (laughs) on his face, which brought on a second outburst of laughter. When I calmed down again, I looked back at him and gave him a nod. He asked me if I was okay, and I assured him I was just listening to something funny. He asked what it was. Well, within a couple of minutes, I had his cell phone and was subscribing him to the podcast just as the train cleared the intersection. Thanks for helping the miles go by and keep pushing back. Rick Anderson in Forest Lake, and we know Rick because he's involved with cystic fibrosis. That's right, yes. So he in, that's awesome. He enlisted a listener nice. at a train stop in Missouri because Dirty he was old. listening yeah. to the French Gigglers. Ha, ha, ha.
It, it sounds like I know we've been through that. Yeah. Bad night. Sorry. Uh, he would love the last two episodes of the Krabby Coffee Shop. We talked about road trips the last two times. Yeah, yeah, and you tried to kick me out of garage last. And time. we sorry, talked sorry about, about that, Joe. We talked about Bridget McCutcheon, who is riding her motorcycle around yeah, how's she doing? the world. How's she doing? She's in California today. Well, she she's still in this country, huh? She is taking. I, I love this. She's taking her time. Yeah. She's kind of meandered her Didn't way she out to the coast. In Nevada? No, she started oh. in Wisconsin. Oh. And kind of went well, down like, through oh, six months ago. Yeah, Colorado, <laughs> Utah, then up to Oregon. Yeah. So she's the exact opposite of me, where I'm trying to do twenty right. hours in ten. <laughs> right. She's rambling. That's what she's. That's doing. cool. Yeah. Are the voters of Minnesota going to fall for Keith Ellison's BS? Yes. Oh, well, I hope not. He accuses Fleet Farm of firearm straw sales. Uh, there's something, uh, it smacks of being too entirely convenient a month before an election. You think? Uh, for a guy who was part of the defund the police movement, has not done a damn thing to curb crime. And all of a sudden, and you see who was pictured with them, the mayors. Oh, yeah. right. And it was such a blatant political move. Now, that doesn't... Uh, erase the idea that did in fact Fleet Farm knowingly sell to clients they should have suspected were straw buyers. I'm I'm unclear as to the legal obligation of the retailer. I am not unclear. Good. Uh, Fleet Farm followed all the ATF rules and alerted the ATF to all of this. Oh, and yes. they do not, Ellison does not have a case, and this will be dismissed right away. Oh. Uh, it, it's right there in the story, and I printed out a whole bunch of stories, and this comes from a Fleet Farm spokesman, but there's no way they're lying. Uh, it's also worth noting, quoting now, uh, that at the time of the tragic shooting in St. Paul, described in the Attorney General's complaint, we were told by the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives that our team members had done nothing wrong and compiled with all applicable gun laws. Yeah, I read that part. There, You're yeah. talking about the truck park shooting. Uh, the, well, one of the firearms yeah. did end up at, in the truck park shooting. Right. You're right. Right. Um, but when you buy multiple firearms like this, you have to have a permit to buy or a permit to carry. And it, you, it, the ATF is alerted. They know. Mm-hmm. So they knew about all this. So if you want to go after anybody, go after the ATF and the gun laws. But it's so precious of this phony yeah. to come out with this now. If you knew about this, why didn't you do it three, four months ago? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing that that confuses, or the other thing that makes it entirely precious, is that it's Fleet Farm. Uh, one of the owners ran for office. His name escapes me. The guy up in Brainerd. That's right. Um, Mills. Something Mills. Mills. Right? Yeah. Right. Mills ran for uh, for office in. Uh, you know, Fleet Stewart, Stewart Mills. Stewart Mills. And as a Republican, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And and the whole uh, ambiance of Fleet Farm smacks of, uh, of law-abiding people who don't fall for this BS. So he attacks Fleet Farm uh, only to discover that the, uh, the ATF itself has, has said to Fleet Farm, I don't think you did anything wrong here. You did. You, you crossed your T's and dotted your I's. And... Uh, 
Ellison uh, is a tremendous disappointment uh, as an attorney general. This is the first uh, foray he's made into any kind of uh, crime uh, situation, and it's a phony one. It's a phony one. Mm -hmm. It was strictly staged. You had Melvin Carter standing there with him. What the hell does Melvin have oh, to do with it? No, Melvin brought all this on. Well, then Melvin is wrong, no, too. Melvin is the one that went to Ellison and started the ball rolling all, on all of this. Uh, Melvin, can... you had three restaurants in a row robbed Saturday night on University Avenue at gunpoint. <laughs> I, this is... Everything... Doesn't everything seem like a lie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, it absolutely is a Every, lie. Every, no, case. I'm talking about in the world. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, welcome to Positive Thursday. <laughs> yeah, feeling really good about it right well, now. We were, we were talking about this before we started recording, and I know I'm cynical, and I, I'll put my tinfoil hat on. That's fine. I don't trust a damn word that comes out of anybody's mouth anymore. Neither do I, and I hate that feeling. I do, too. Let me run something by you about this, uh, this case, and I want to read a couple of quotes here from Ellison. First of all, uh, he said Fleet Farm negligently was selling firearms to straw purchasers, aiding and abetting in these criminals and contributing to gun trafficking in Minnesota. He also said Fleet Farm has a duty under the law to spot and stop this behavior. Nevertheless, they continued to engage in straw purchase transactions. Okay, well, we've already established that Fleet Farm followed the rules. What's not mentioned here and what what I took away from this when I heard it last night was, so Ellison wants fleet farm and gun shops to profile correct yes because this horton character who's already been convicted by the way only 18 months which I, i'm outraged by but i realize that's probably a sentencing guidelines here but uh horton's a black dude right you think you can not sell a firearm to a black guy when all of his paperwork appears to be correct and can you imagine if you refused? Oh, that's my point. Can you imagine? And who would be the can first you? one crying foul? It'd be Ellison. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the other dynamic that plays into the mystery is that uh, these Mysterians, like Ellison and Carter and the rest of them, they'll they'll blame anything except the criminal. Right. Yep. They'll right. blame. Crime on anything they can come up with except the individual who's responsible for the crime. That's merely an oppressed person who's been victimized by life in general, white patriarchy, and a systematic uh, screwing over the years. Right. And so the, the criminals keep walking off scot-free, whether it's here or New York or wherever, for a variety of reasons, lax bail laws and what have you, because the people we have in place, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, believe criminals deserve a break, and if you're victimized by them, you're the criminal. Mm-hmm. And so here's another example of it, this stage theatrical uh, <laughs> chest-pounding that, look what I've done. Minnesotans, I've corralled that evil Fleet Farm from selling guns. Okay, number one, suing Fleet Farm is the equivalent in this state to suing apple pie or baseball. It's come like on, suing man. Dayton's. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> you don't sue apple pie. You don't sue Fleet Farm. Uh, what was my uh, point going to be? Eh, go ahead. I forgot already. I know what it is. <laughs> it's tough getting old, huh? Yeah. And these are all brought about by the type of people who have never set foot in a fleet farm. No. 
right. to buy a shovel or a broom or a power drill or whatever. It's the man's ball, damn it. <laughs> are the same people who are buying this, those kind of people, too? Because I see people on Twitter buying this. You have to be so naive. Yep. Not to realize what this is. Mm -hmm. But or that's the problem, so politically, John. politically unaware of how things work. But, John, it, it's going to work. You know damn well, well it will well, work. Well, it's going to work for some people, I agree, and I don't understand that. But I remembered my point. You asked earlier, <laughs> Joe, why did he wait till now? Yeah. The reason he waited till now is because this will not be resolved before the election. Right. Yeah. That's why. So this is these are the headlines his campaign needs and, right now. And the people who are naive will blame Fleet Farm, even Absolutely. though, as it, as it turns out, it sounds to me like they're in the right. There's no problem here, but we won't find that out until you know, next February This or March is the or same conference, by the way, I was telling you, Joe, yesterday, where Ellison was standing there listening to Fry speak, and then when he said it's, it's easier to get a, a, a firearm than it is to get a fresh apple at our city. And right, Ellison right. just rolled his eyes. Right. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> well, I better move up my press conference a day or two. That's what Ellison Oh, right, right, take. right, yeah. yeah. And uh, he wants Fleet Farm to be more stricter in the way they do business with firearms. I got news for you. Fleet Farm is very strict with their employees, and they're, um, they're, they self-audit all the time. And every store has to pass. And if they don't pass, uh, they start over again. I bought a new uh, pellet gun there, and uh, the guy was giving me the eyeballs. Oh, you know. way to go, Opie. Pellet yeah. gun? Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to have one for varmints. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a couple. Yeah. Um, but the the Fleet Farm and well, fire listen to a story about a man named Joe. <laughs> Selling Fleet uh, firearms at Fleet Farm is a big deal for Fleet Farm, and they take it very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. But guns getting into the wrong hands is the is always the fault of capitalism. It has nothing to do with no. the hands no. being wrong. But this right. whole notion that this clown is now all of a sudden tough on crime—who are we kidding? Well, that's the problem. It's going to kid a lot of people, as John pointed out, that he's discovering. It's going to kid and a lot of he's people. He's only doing this because Schultz is beating him so far in the polls. God, I hope so. Uh, Schultz is a good man. Uh, we have no evidence that he's not. I doubt that Schultz would pull this kind of stunt. Oh, no way. No. no. He would, it would be, he would be legit. Well, yeah. no, because he's going to actually prosecute criminals, unlike the current attorney general. Seems like everything's a lie, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, we have we not explored uh, deeply enough food fraud, which I intend to get to today. <clears throat> and we, uh, I was hoping that you captured some audio of our president. Oh, I did, yes. Uh, in Fort Myers yesterday. I was just curious, and I don't know the answer to this, but A, did you capture audio? Yes. Did you capture audio? And B, what I was wondering if I'd discover is if he used this opportunity to bring up climate change, which would, which would have been disingenuous of him. Uh, so may I hear what you've captured? <sighs> if you could just give me one. Oh, sure. Second. I'm trying to stall here yes. as long as I can. Here we are. Here's dragging your... out these various sentences. Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. But, folks, I also want to, uh, Jill and I have had you all in our prayers. And I there you go. As DeSantis is standing right behind him. 
That is calming. It ain't Al Green, but it's calming. Your thoughts, Joe? We live in a time when we're seeing elemental truth be denied. Mm. And when it comes to the climate change, it's a lie that's been told so often that it has become, for most people, truth. And it's not true. It's not true. We are seeing, well, you're seeing it in, uh, uh, you're seeing it in this intense drive to indoctrinate children uh, in terms of gender ideology. You're, you're seeing the elemental truth of male and female be denied. You're seeing it when it comes to the climate. You're in denial of nature. You're in denial of elemental truths. And the, and the reason that you are is so insidious and so destructive and so wrong. It, it, nature is a powerful entity that is completely ignored for purposes of you third rail people staying in power and your power is expanding and the government is growing and you've gotten to the point where you're going to tell us what we can drive and ultimately it'll be when we can drive and how we can drive and, and where we must charge this with charging stations you pay for. We are, uh, we are poorly led and, and I, I continue to get emails from the Trump defenders who say, well, I'll take, his, I'll take his nasty emails, I'll take his nasty tweets, at least we could get gas and, and we're not short at the grocery store. No, he's not the answer either. His brain was stunted at the age of six. He's not a... He's not a well-rounded enough for this job. Biden is not well-rounded enough for this job. We, these are people who ignore elemental, essential truth. Truth is what's under attack by the mystery. The mystery can only be brought about by the ignoring of truth. And it's true that nature is powerful and you can rebuild Southwest Florida and it will happen again. It's true that Fleet Farm followed every rule and regulation that the political class has created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same political class who then calls a theatrical press conference to denounce Fleet Farm, they follow the rules you people created. There you go. Home run, Such. You, you have the political class saying the fair, the, the wealthy don't pay their fair share in taxes. Not a truth. You write the tax laws. There's 400 and how many people in the Senate and Congress? 403 or 402? Uh, you are the people who write the taxes. If people aren't paying, paying their fair share, you wrote the laws. It's all untrue. It's all false. It's all, it's all you can do to hang on today and, and just... <laughs> hold on to some center that you have to create yourself because the center that once we all could 
count on no longer exists. The center did not hold. It fell apart. I'm no longer believing it's threatened. It's it's been threatened. It's gone. 435. There's in the 435 house, in the, the house. 535 people write the tax laws. So don't tell me your BS about the fair don't pay their the 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 wealthy don't pay their fair share. May I uh, may pick on the boogeyman that we often pick on? Yeah. Uh, the truth the truth thing. Don't you think social media contributes yes. a great oh. deal? Oh. They believe whatever they read, both sides, left, right, yep. whatever they read. I'm, I'm sure you get emails from both sides telling you yep. a fact that you know is wrong, but yep. they insist it's correct because yep. I get them. So. You, want a, you want an example of that? Go to Twitter right now. Go over to Trending Topics and click on Chick-fil-A. You'll see all that crazy propaganda. Yeah, it's just, yeah. What, the... They're uh, too religious or the something? The owner or? believes in Jesus, therefore he hates gay people. <laughs> well, that, and that's not true. If you believe in <sighs> Jesus, are you forced to hate gay people? Is no, that a, no, you're not. Okay. No, you actually, can have your own ideas, believe can, it or not. You okay. can have your own ideas. Remember when Kenny woofed on about 38 Chick-fil-A sandwiches? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell no, you, I've, no got a prob- I've got a problem no with Chick-fil-A, buns. and that Uh-oh. is uh, they're not open on Sundays. Kenny don't like that. Kenny needs his chicken. <laughs> Hold the bun. And where are you on gays? Hold the bun. Oh, I've got a lot of gay friends. Okay, go ahead. You want hey. me to name them all? No, not yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to stick to elemental truth uh, and, and bring this all closer to your family, what is true is that if you don't take care of your own business, the government will. If you don't take care of your own will, your own estate plan, your own transfer of the lake place to the kids or a nephew, uh, if, if you don't take care of these financial matters that tend to involve bureaucracy in the government, it will be taken from you by the they government. Ain't, you ain't kidding either. They'll do it. Eckberg Lammers is a law firm that realizes this. For more than 70 years, they've been pre- preparing estate plans and wills transfers of property and other things that are family issues that you want taken care of correctly. Because if you don't, it ends up in the courts and you end up with nothing, maybe a number two pencil. (laughs) That's all you'll end up with. And uh, it's a tricky, tricky situation. They smooth it out. They help you that way when you die. And I'm sorry to make that announcement, but we're all (laughs) going to die. And when you do, you need this estate plan. So that your uh, survivors say, here's our plan. Here's what's going to happen. Got it. And that's what happens. Boom. You don't turn it over to the courts. Eckberg Lammers, they've got offices uh, in the East Metro. They're all over the place, western Wisconsin. These are good people. They're GLers. Uh, Call them at 651-439-2878 or visit eckberglammers.com slash will. Hey GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor 
favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. I think it's despicable. Thank you. <laughs> we agree. It's a daffy duck. Give me a liner. Come on, Suits. You can do it. Give me a liner. He watches Survivor in secret. Here's Joe Suchere. stop him. Just make a move. It's no, secret. it's no secret you can get all the firearms you need at DK Mag's hunting season right now. That means shotguns, rimfire rifles, or pistols, or... Big game rifles, you you name it, they've got it there at uh, DK Mags, DKMags.com. But I, I want to mention, obviously, I mean, I'm not pulling anything over on you GLers. I've purchased firearms all over, including Fleet Farm and, and other places. And the reason I go to DK Mags, plain and simple, uh, yeah, good prices, great selection. It's the people, the wonderful staff you meet at both Monticello Pond and Gun and DK Mags in New Brighton. These guys and gals are so awesome, and it doesn't matter if you're just getting into firearms now, maybe for protection or maybe some skeet shooting. Don't let, laugh when I say skeet shooting. Um, or <laughs> I laughed. Or range time, whatever. <laughs> um, or if you're a hunter, it, it, they're going to help you out. If you've been doing it 20 years, 50 years, 60 years, five minutes, they're going to treat you the same. They have respect for everybody, and they will send you home happy. It's uh, DK Mags in New Brighton, Monticello Pond and Gun. Great website. Check it out. You can pretty much order anything you want at uh, at the website. Pick it up right in person, dkmags.com. Keith Ellison is suing Fleet Farm. I'm having another deep thought. Isn't that, in essence, a misappropriation of our tax dollars? He's doing something that will prove to be demonstrably false. And oh. yet he is he is using the power of his office oh. and he's using the courts and he's using our tax dollars for for completely political reasons. To campaign. That have nothing to do with crime. Nothing. Oh, this brilliant it, angle. Wow. Okay, but brilliant doesn't it angle. end when the ATF says uh, they check out there's well, no but there's that, nothing here. But that that won't end until court. Yeah, that'll be next summer. You know how the courts work. So now he he has cleverly used the apparatus of his office, which you pay for, hmm. to theatrically stage a political event one month before the election. Wow. Countersue. With a lawsuit that will prove to be demonstrably false. And going after, what would you say, how, how large of an employer in the state are? I mean, they, 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 how many stores do they have? Do you know, you know what I'm I don't getting know. at? Sure. How much of a revenue generator for the state um, is... A, they're based... Like I always thought the they were based stories, in Brainerd. They're based in Appleton, Appleton. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, Appleton, Wisconsin. One of the stories has the number of stores... In, it, it's a, any, my, my point being, you know, they're a huge revenue generator for the state. They aided and abetted criminals. No, they did not. No. 17 stores in Minnesota. Wow. Seventeen. That's a lot of tax money. And it's your money that he's using for purely political grandstanding. Mm -hmm. 
Suits, you're on the day vir- uh, on the phone virtually every day with your lawyer. Um, when you talk to him this afternoon, <laughs> could you ask, does Fleet Farm have a case for defamation? Yeah, can, I, I can ask people that. Can yeah. they countersue? Yeah. Because that's what I'd do. I would come at him as hard as I possibly could if I had the pockets. The other thing that occurs to me about the people on the third rail, the political class, they essentially act in ways that, that, that suggest they're seeking the approval of other people on the third rail. Yeah. In other words, mm-hmm. in other words uh, we have uh, in this state, w- which should be a major uh, story, this effort underway to not follow California's clean air rules. But it seems to me that we have enough people in place that want to demonstrate to the California look at clean us. air people yeah. that, look, at we're doing it too. Right. We're buddies with you guys. They don't care about us. No, nope. <clears throat> we haven't. We're, if, if newspapers were healthy, and they're not, uh, I, would, uh, I would develop a bureau uh, five, six people mm-hmm. that did nothing except examine uh, feeding children. Because if you go beyond feeding our future and their alleged scandal, uh, it's incredible how many outfits there are that get money from the USDA through the MDE to feed children, all of whom we've yet to identify. Who are they? Where are they? Where is this pressing need? I think it's a scam. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's widespread. I think it's deeper than we'll ever know. But food has become a means by which people are enriching themselves with your taxpayer dollars. Uh, we now learn that State Senator Sandy Pappas, <laughs> foul mouth Sandy, Pappas. a lifelong careerist, DFL St. Paul, sought help for a nonprofit in her legislative district. The group ultimately won a rare approval from state regulators as more than 100 other pending applications sat. Feeding Our Future was a prime sponsor for meal sites meant to feed kids during the COVID-19 pandemic. They didn't feed them, and yet we have no, uh, thankfully, no uh, dead children from starvation. Federal, oh, okay, uh, I want to get to the part... uh, With the legal battle intensifying in April 2021 with Feeding Our Future, Feeding Our Future's lawyer said Pappas came to the group that month and asked for help on behalf of the nonprofit House of Refuge. There's a million of these places. Like pop-up shops. Feeding Our Future's executive director personally assured, that would be Amy Bach, personally assured Senator Pappas that Feeding Our Future would do all it could to help. Uh, Rydid Watkins said in a motion asking a Ramsey County judge to hold educational officials in contempt. Feeding Our Future submitted an application for House of Refuge uh, on April 13. So House of Refuge, I'm not saying this was the case, but House of Refuge might might have been one of the players mm-hmm. that, that Bach would get a kickback from, however, allegedly. Follow me? Yep. So here's, here's Bach going to bat for House of Refuge. And now here's, here's Pappas, and I'm not accusing kids. Pappas of anything, okay. except naivete, perhaps. Here's Pappas going to bat for House of Refuge. 
knowing that she's going to get something back. Allegedly. Uh, it was the only, and then they approved it. The state approved House of Refuge application to continue receiving money. Mm-hmm. From which we can only... Just a, a conveyor belt of... Which we can only suspect that Bach was getting a taste of. It, uh, it was the only application state officials approved as 143 other applications for money sat in limbo. <laughs> Coming out of the, the woodwork, these starving children. The, through a Senate DFL spokeswoman, Papa said she never contacted Feeding Our Future. She contacted the Minnesota Department of Education asking that the House of Refuge, the St. Paul Social Services Organization, be approved to receive a grant through Feeding Our Future to continue House of Refuge's ongoing efforts to provide food to families and children, said Mark Kimball, the DFL spokesman. Pappas made a site visit to the House of Refuge's food warehouse on May 26, 2021, and then made her request to state education officials in June. That's the same month that the state approved House of Refugees application. Uh, I believe, uh, okay, based on the sites that House of Refuge was operating under a second meal program, sponsor Partners in Nutrition okay. claimed $2.7 million in reimbursement. State officials denied more than a million in additional claims. Well, you can only imagine they must have denied the additional million because they smelled a rat. Right. This is too large of an order. The state later suspended payments to partners in nutrition. The group has sued the state. The alleged fraud has led to finger pointing during this fall's campaign. Last month, Walls called for an investigation into the judge. That was foul of Walls. The judge is completely above board. And, a, and once again, what was it? Political theater. Absolutely. Uh, all Guthman did is say to MDE, you must follow the rules. He never ordered them to pay. I also have... And remember the soundbite. I was shocked, yeah. Walls. Okay, okay, thanks, Tim. Now you have in today's... I'm sorry. This was... T- yes, this is today's paper. A Star Tribune. A federal judge has denied a St. Paul nonprofit's legal efforts to rejoin Minnesota's federal child nutrition program. Partners in Nutrition sought to reverse the Minnesota Department of Education's decision to terminate the organization as a meals program sponsor after news broke about an alleged multi-million dollar fraud scheme in Minnesota. On Tuesday, Judge John Tunheim denied partners' request for a temporary restraining order, which sought to lift restrictions placed on the organization. Tunheim wrote in his order that the Department of Education did not violate federal rules by terminating the nonprofit from the program. Uh, Let me turn to the jump here. Excuse me. I have to go to page 10. Uh, Where are we? Okay. Uh, we can uh, we continue to provide diligent oversight of all USDA child nutrition programs. Uh, Burns, a spokesman, is it Kevin Burns, a spokesman for the uh, MDE, said uh, it's Kevin see. Burns, isn't it? Uh, I, I have it right it here. I have it right here. It's not yeah. Kevin. It's Kevin, Kevin Burns. Burns. Said while well, we pr- continue to provide, well, you, you didn't. Um, Partners, partner, uh, partners in Nutrition's attorney, Mark Weinhardt, said in a statement that the nonprofit is evaluating its options and looking forward to the outcome of two other challenges 
to the education department's actions. There are there are fish out there, hungry fish, clamoring to be fed again. Come on, where's our money? Right, right. Uh, Partners in Nutrition, which operates under the name Partners in Quality Care, was one of the top sponsors of the meals program in Minnesota alongside Feeding Our Future. Who got fed? Right. Show me the mouths that were fed. Where did the meals go? Where's the trash? Partners in Nutrition. Are you ready? Here we go. Hit me. Partners in Nutrition leaders have said they immediately cut ties with Food food Future of Feeding Feeding our future, future. whatever the hell it is. Partners in Nutrition, which started sponsoring meal programs in 2016, received more than $190 million in 2021. Wow. Up from $20.5 million in 2020. What? Wait, 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 wait. According to the Education Department, Amy Bach, the leader of Feeding Our Future, had worked at partners before starting her own organization. Twenty million in Tell 2020. Tell me this isn't a national scandal. It's a national scandal. This is not just in Minnesota. You know it's other places. This is a national scandal of extraordinary proportions. And no one has yet come forward, Keith, to drag why don't you drag a kid out to one of your theatrical grandstanders and show me that he's uh, been getting fed. Or that he's not. The education department suspended payments to Partners in Nutrition in January after search warrants were unsealed. Partners in Nutrition's leaders argue that the education department rushed to cut its reimbursement payments, requiring them to comply with procedures that were outside federal rules. And internal appeals and and an internal appeals panel at the Education Department agreed in May that the department hadn't given the nonprofit proper notice and a chance to fix any perceived problems. Uh, okay, then. I, 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 uh, uh, what were we saying about not being able to trust anything or anyone? Nothing is true. Yeah. This has to be a national scandal. And think of the orchestration. Would that be the right? Sure. Think think of how large that this must. I, I'm shocked. Now, Pappas, Sandy Pappas, the foul mouth Sandy Pappas. <laughs> that dates back to the Jesse Ventura days, yes. doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. The the foul mouth Sandy Pappas. I'm not. I'm not saying that she's a part of this or that she's getting any money. I'm not suggesting that at all. What I am suggesting is. That uh, that she could have easily been drawn into the request to, will you look at this for us? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not even knowing that it's a scam. But that's pretty charitable on my part to say that about her. Yeah, I, I would say so. But I'm saying it. Okay. Uh, because this is so far reaching. How far reaching? So ingrained in the bureaucracy that, A, we don't know how many of these sites there are in Minnesota that get food from the USDA dispersed through MDE. How many are there? We can't keep track. Even though they should, there's 70,000. Here's 70,000 children because we have their social security number or whatever. You uh, got to feel pity for the ones that are legit, huh? Yes. Uh, 
I got to know. They, some of those kids seriously do not get a meal at home. I've come a long way. I've, my, my eyes have been opened. I got to know the litter, I, and I continue to know the Little Sisters of the Poor fairly well. <laughs> yeah. Is that the place where you had to write the check? Yeah. yeah. That's the place. <laughs> and my uncle, <laughs> one of my uncles spent his final days there. Oh. And I got to know the, the people really well. And you know how they get their food? They go to a supermarket with their hands out, and they say, do you have anything extra that you were going to get rid of? Really? Wow. And they'll bring home a crate of oranges. Or they rely on donations. Jesus. And, and Our here Lord is, in heaven. Yep. And here is, and they're good women. They're good people. It's all. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. But really doing it. Yes. I mean, they're, yes. they're walking the walk. Yes. And talking the yeah. talk. Yeah. And, and here are these frauds. Yeah. Stealing. Stealing the taxpayer's money. And enriching themselves and we have and you can go to little sisters at the poor of the poor you can go to the dining hall and you can watch people eat and that food has been provided to them by the little sisters who scrounge for it did you do that when you were in there just swing into the dining room many times as long as i'm here I you know, it's I, sad, but that's... that's got anything a, extra. Hey, uh, you got that's any wieners? A, that's a positive on Positive Thursday, though. They're doing the work of the Lord, and that's but, but, too bad. But my point is... Well, the, the point is obvious. They're honest. These other outfits aren't. Right. Elemental truths are being flattened. They're being obliterated. We don't know how many children feeding operations there are in Minnesota. And we don't even know the hundreds of millions of dollars involved. And that's just Minnesota. Yep. Who is going to take that bull by the horns? Not Keith okay. Olson. Paul Schultz might. We, Jim. Jim, I'm sorry. Jim Schultz might. His cousin Paul. I'm voting for Jim. Come on Wait, in here. Let me get your name. Yeah. Just hey, Jim so is your name, last Paul? name on the ballot. Tiger Schultz. How you doing there? Yeah. Yeah. Tiger <laughs> me, Tiger. Well, let me get your name, Jim. Think of, you know, you, you made the comparison earlier about how we like to pat ourselves on the back. Think of, think of the fraud going on in California oh, with God. that state's budget. Oh, God. All I can say is <laughs> we need an uprising. We true. need a great awakening. We, we need. We need a miracle but to, to put a stop to this. The madness. At the very least, these people can't even show us the children. That's, that's the, my biggest hurdle that I can't get over. And here's another clue that might indicate its fraudulent status. I haven't seen any mayor or city council member ever t- try to take credit for one of these programs. I've never seen a press conference called with the cameras no. saying, film those kids eating. Not true. Remember when you, the, the one time that you ripped Mayor Carter yeah. and he responded to you, to I, your what, column. What was it about? And his, his quote, I remember this like it happened yesterday. He said, don't mind us, we're, we're too busy feeding kids. I remember he said that specifically on oh, social yeah. media. Where are the kids that he's feeding? Exactly. Plus, why do you need all these auxiliary food sites when we feed kids at parks, 
We feed kids at churches. School. We feed kids at schools. During the summer. We feed kids at daycare. Rec centers. Rec centers. Yep. Why do you why did you need feeding our future? Why do you need partners in nutrition? Or why why did they get $190 million in one year? Right. Why was there such an influx of these these new kids are not uh, we 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 feeding, we we, feeding. we we the other thing to keep in mind all of this all of these checks are going out and we still had a surplus mm. the state well that's federal money though that's, that's, this is federal this well, is all federal that's true, money well. that's true yeah, part of our thirty million tr- far, part of our thirty trillion dollars in national debt true thirty trillion with a T that's right mm-hmm. why can't little sisters of the poor qualify for some of that money. Uh, it's a good question. I don't know if they want to. Maybe they want to be independent, so are they, they don't have to be. Is it because um, of their religious regulated. affiliation? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, don't they're know. Catholic. By the way, GLers, it's a real simple website: littlesistersofthepoor.org. If you have a notion, it would be nice. They'll if go you to did. Cassetta. They'll go to Pat Mancini. They'll go to Pat uh, Beamer. They'll go to everybody. Yeah. Thirty bales. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, they'll even go to thirty. It's a little if you there. tell them. Where 30 bales is, Mother Superior will get about a 1958 Chevy and run over there. And Think so? Load up the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are organizations, also I know too. this because I have a person who works at Costco. Organizations come to the back and they give them produce, etc. Yeah. Oh. It's still good, but uh, it's about to be the And those organizations yeah. are legit. Oh, yes, very much so. Very They're not so. getting a check from the government. You are correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back with Heights News. We will. But you know when you're thinking about writing that big check to the government? You want Don't. someone you can trust. <laughs> and that's why I'm here for Keller Tax Services. That's right. Uh, Linda just actually sent me a message, by the way, because some of you have filed for your extension. I know, Kenny, you were one that filed for the extension, and I was too. She says, uh, just want to let people know that your extension deadline for 2021 returns is due October 17th. Just thought that I should let the GLers know, and she's absolutely right. Listen, she's been doing this for 20 years. She started out in California, then she wised up and moved to Minnesota back in 2016, and she prepares all types of returns for all types of professions and businesses. And she has perfected the virtual tax appointment via video and phone. Safe document exchange options, encrypted and secure, and confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying right at home. She has competitive pricing to do it yourself Software. So the flat fee includes state income tax returns, e-filing of all returns, and direct deposits of refunds. You can book your appointment by phone. Call 320-352-0013. That's 320-352-0013. Or just go online by going to Keller Tax Service on Facebook. Her goal is to take the mystery and the anxiety out of the tax preparation process. And Linda is a true diehard GLer. Please let her know that you heard about Keller Tax Services right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Super Positive Thursday is brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mr. Mike Schoonover is on the horn with us. Schoonover Body Works located up in Shoreview, down in Shoreview, over in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E, really close to Lexington. So, Mike, I'm reading a, uh, I'm reading a circular or a publication that you may have heard of. It's called Collision Week. You familiar with that? I sure am, Kenny. <laughs> of course you are. 
Uh, and a really interesting piece here from September, late September. NTSB calls for alcohol detection systems in new vehicles. The story is about, of course, California. Uh, there was a really bad fatal crash, killed nine people. And the NTSB is calling for alcohol impairment detection systems to be installed in all new vehicles. Now, that's a topic unto itself. We're not going to delve into that because, seriously, we could be on the phone here for an hour and a half talking about that. What I want to talk about, and when I read this piece, I started thinking about the technology involved there. Who installs that? Does a factory install it? Does a body shop, a a regular shop install it? And then when you guys go to repair a vehicle that has, are they called interlock systems? Is that what they're referred to? Yeah, that's what uh, that's interlock systems have been around for a while, and and uh, for you know, so for people who have been, uh, you know, are found guilty of DWI or whatever, they 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 put the interlock system on there, and it, essentially it's a a device that you breathe in that uh, breathe you know reads the gases that are coming out of your body and calculates if there's any alcohol there and. If there's no alcohol there, it'll tell the ignition system to go ahead and start. If it's if they if it senses any alcohol, uh, then it, then it won't start. So it's a breathalyzer that's installed uh, in a vehicle. Essentially, yep, that's what it is. That's what it oh, is. Okay, so a guy brings in his vehicle. He wadded it up. It's got an interlock system. We don't know if he was drinking or not. That's not the point. Do your techs? And you and whoever moves that vehicle around, do you have to huff into that hose every single time you fire that vehicle up? Is that how that works? Yeah. So we have we have a we have some customers that, uh, or we we get customers time to time that have that system in there. And yes, we have to uh, in in order to start the car, even though we're not the person who was found guilty of DWI and and required to use this, the vehicle has it on it. So. Any technician, any person who's going to service that car needs to breathe into that tube. Now, obviously, you have replacement tubes, so you know each one of our guys has their own little tube that they can that they really can, you know utilize. So they don't have to use the customer's tube. That would be uh, that would not be good. Um, so, but yeah, so yeah. So we have to breathe. Well, like in radio, we all have our own headphones, so I don't have to get Reavers cooties, uh, you know, and put on his headphones because I have my own. I have Kenny cooties, and I keep them on myself. I can't imagine during COVID this was going on. Boy, I, if I was a body tech, I'd have about eighteen of those hoses. <laughs> It'd be like phone chargers. I'd have them everywhere: toolbox, pocket, truck, car, workbench. <laughs> Well, see, once once again, Kenny, Big Brother is uh, is trying to protect us from from ourselves or or whatever, or, you know, not realizing that, you know, that the crash that is in that article is horrific and, and oh, it's awful, terrible. But, yeah, you know, so you know, you're right. We we won't go down that rabbit hole, but just think of the inefficiency of this. That every single person has to breathe into this because because there's no other way that you're going to be able to do this. There's no technology that can read your eyes or can you're not going to do a, a physical test. You're going to have to breathe into something to start your car. So wow. every person will have to to do this and then you and anytime you're going to have it serviced at a collision repair shop, a tire shop, a service center, uh the dealership, uh the car wash, um 
I just suppose. Think of all the people that are going to have to do this. So it, it, it's it's crazy. It's asinine. It's I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not feasible. I, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But again, here we go. We got you know big government looking out for us and and not thinking this through, um, which they're really good at. So I, so, yeah. I, so I'm not I, I'm not in I, favor. I get the feeling that that I I've brought you down on Positive Thursday. Are you okay, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm good. Are you? Hey, let's talk about let's talk about EVs and uh, and other ways that the government can uh, help us with ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing you're pretty busy up there in Shoreview today, huh? Because I, I caught you uh, out in the shop earlier when I tried to get a hold of you. I could hear all sorts of tools and stuff. It is. It's it's uh, business is great. Uh, we're 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 super close to. Uh, breaking ground on the addition, so oh, we're looking good. forward to more space and being able to hire more people and service more customers and more efficiently and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's good. It, it just it's it's fantastic. And Kenny, I got to say, GLers are a fantastic breed. Um, I know, aren't they great? They're so supportive, so supportive. And it's like I'll I'll meet a customer uh, out. I'll just be walking by. Well, I, I talked to a customer last week. I just walked by. They were picking up their car, and I just said. Hey, thanks for the business. And they said, thanks for being on GL. And it's oh, like, wow. And, you know, just sweet. so cool. You know, it's yeah. just neat. That's why we call Schoonovers the official uh, body shop of Garage Logic. And pretty much everything related to auto, it's not just body work. They do that well. Glass, they do that well. But service, oil changes, tires, whatever your car needs. Uh, call up Miss Nikki at Schoonover Body Works and Glass. She's running the well. She's running the show, to be honest. Uh, but she'll get you hooked up with the right service tech. Eighty years in Shoreview and always rated as one of the Metro's top shops. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. It's cold outside. Come on. How can you tell? It's the end of the world as we know it. You're peeking through. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Nice mix job there, uh, Mix-a-Lot. Thank you. Sir, Mix-a-Lot. Baby got back. Sir. Here's John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. Paula Overby, a third-party candidate in Minnesota's hotly contested 2nd Congressional District, died Wednesday, according to her family. Her son, Tyler Overby, said the 68-year-old died of complications from heart valve trouble after being hospitalized for the past two weeks. Overby, a candidate for the Legal Marijuana Now Party, which has major party status in Minnesota. The mostly suburban seat is held right now by Democratic Representative Angie Craig, who faces a challenge from Republican Tyler Kistner. Republican National Committee Chair Rona McDaniel said while campaigning for Kistner in Apple Valley on Tuesday that the race would probably be the second most expensive congressional contest across the United States this year. Now, mail-in ballots have already gone out. Early in-person voting has already begun for the election. Secretary of State Steve Simon's office said the ballots will remain as printed and the congressional election will proceed as scheduled. Early voters who want to change their return ballots can contact their legal, uh, legal election office. Uh, you might remember this back in 2020, a different legal marijuana now candidate uh, died shortly before that election. Adam Weeks remained on the ballot. He pulled in almost 6% of the vote, but Craig beat Kistner by just over 2 percentage points. Okay, a, cu- a couple of observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, when two candidates for legalizing marijuana die, that's not a very good advertisement for marijuana, is Probably it? not. No. And what? two... Come on, you're... No, no, no. Don't be... That's... Didn't Paul Overby <laughs> Such, used to be no. Paul Overby? Uh, 
I don't know. I believe That's, so. I'm not going to let that go by. That was a ridiculous statement. No, I think it's uh, very telling that no, two uh, marijuana absolute, candidates no. by the farm right during the candidacy. No, you know? and, no, no. Well, and, I don't care what you think. Am I I'm biting just, on a hook here? Are you being so. serious or are you, you fishing? Well, what about, uh, what about the, my second question, John? If you already voted for Overby, what do you do? You can uh, contact the office of the local election office, and you can change. Yeah, but how? Ballot. How? What? What is offered as evidence that you've already voted? Well, your ballot is there. Well, but you. There's no name on. Oh, your you. But you've mailed your ballot in. Oh, you, uh, look. Ballots will remain as printed. Early voters who want to change their return ballots can contact their local election office. So I believe if you've mailed them, your name is attached, right? I would assume, in some way. Vote early, vote early. I wouldn't count on it. I... Boy, we'll, we'll certainly get five guys. Some, uh, these are five guys that actually walk into a poll, so we don't know. Right. She was the first yeah. openly transgender person to run for Congress. Uh, that's what, wasn't her name Paul? I think so. Uh, Paul you can, Yeah. Well, hey, I'm not say, hey, I think Paula. If, if I supply or su put your uh, theory to this, Joe, then I could say transgender people, I think that just shows that they die early, too. No, because the other guy wasn't transgender. Oh, I see. So only one. I have another sad note oh, on I death. I am so turned around right now. You guys have heard us over the years <laughs> refer to Miss Minnetonka. Yes. yes. Always contacted Pat on his birthday and yeah. me on my birthday. And Rook. would get a card. Lovely, lovely gal who Big loved writing. sports. and uh, Loved Burt Blylevin. She's, she's passed away. No. What? Yeah, she was born in 1950, so what, early This is the most you know depressing this? positive I got Thursday. an email uh, regarding uh, her loss. Her name was Alice, I think. Oh, Allison, I believe. No, I think do Allison you, is the one who emailed us. Oh, that's do you not you like sorry. Mike Schoonover? Is I that your deal? Mike Schoonover. Well, why are you being so negative on a Thursday? Miss Benetaka was Alice May Johnson, born Feb 14, 1950. She oh, passed Joe. away unexpectedly. Born on Valentine's Day. Born on, uh, died unexpectedly on September 7 of this year. Wow. Mm. That's too so bad. So a month ago. You Sorry know, there's two that. ladies to Garage Logic that we've lost. Uh, Miss Minnetonka, mm -hmm. and remember Anne the Canadian. Yeah, but did she die? Yes, she did. She I didn't did know that. Somebody, somebody gave me that information. That She I, was a young woman. Yeah, yeah. She would always send us nice gifts. Oh. She would bring them in person. What, yes. What, yeah. what about that hippie chick from Iowa that we used to have on? Angie? The corn woman? <laughs> corn lady. Corn yeah, woman. Corn I lady. am corn, corn woman. woman. Well, I, I haven't heard anything on uh, about that. No, I'm, I'm looking up corn woman. Are you just inquiring yeah, she had about her? her? Own, she, she had her own website, so yeah, if I'm she's asking. around, we should, we should be able to find her. So. Yeah. Uh, charges were filed against an Anoka resident for intent to distribute methamphetamine and gun crimes, according to an announcement from U.S. Attorney for Minnesota Andrew Luger. Court documents say Darian Mitchell Huen was charged after a confidential human source alleged to investigators that Wen was in possession of drugs and explosive devices. A complaint says the confidential source owed Wen a debt and was asked to provide the defendant with firearms in order to settle. According to the complaint, Wen had a three percenters flag in his garage and discussed a desire to kill liberals by blowing them.
them up or doing the same thing to members of the Black Lives Movement. During a controlled delivery by law enforcement, Wen took possession of a machine gun and four auto sears, leading authorities to search his home. Inside the house, they found several firearms, including an AR-style firearm equipped with a grenade launcher. Prior to his interaction, investigators had used the confidential source to buy 7.1 grams of methamphetamine from Wen. He's now been charged with one count of machine gun possession, one count of possession with intent to distribute meth, one count of possession of a firearm not registered in the National Firearms Registration and Transfer Record. The case is the result of an investigation conducted by the FBI. Former Hennepin County Commissioner has been arrested on charges of DWI, refusal to submit to test, according to court records. Mike Opat was arrested by Dayton Police Wednesday night. Court records indicate he faces charges of one count of third-degree DWI, refusal to submit to a test, and one count of fourth-degree DWI. He'll make his initial appearance in court on Friday morning. University of Minnesota students living at one of the campus's newest residence hall are learning more about what the university is going to do about the fungus growing in the building. They got the mold problem. Cool. That's not good for That's you. That's a new yeah. building or newer. Fungus Wednesday. hall. How come mold <laughs> always attacks schools? Well, good question. Uh, nothing. Wednesday. Message was sent to those who live at the 17th Avenue Residence Hall, outlining that housing and residential life has received reports from a number of students that a black substance has been found in their dorm rooms. In a separate statement, a spokesperson said inspections continued Wednesday and the work to get rid of the fungus will start today. That will include okay. deep cleaning. Uh, right. Stop. Yes, Stop. Kenny, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What, Reavers? I, uh, Joe has always, uh, how many years now? Couple. What? You've always told me to self-edit, yeah, which is what I just did. Okay. So I held that line internally, and yeah. I will share it with you when we are not recording the show. Oh, good. Well, it was very inappropriate, and so I self-edited. Oh, okay. So thank you for bringing it to light. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Line of health pulmonologist Dr. Andrew Steam, who specializes in lung health, has seen the pictures. Says it definitely looks like mold, oh, and I he guess. says that can cause. That can cause a significant, I hate saying this word, exasperation of allergic illnesses. Exacerbation. Oh, exacerbation. Yeah, whatever. Whoa. It makes yeah. it worse. How's that? Three, it makes three, it worse. four minutes or so. <laughs> exacerbation. <laughs> it's off. What's he doing there minutes. again? Ah, exacerbation. He's trying to get to sleep. Oh, oh, my doctor. Oh, my God. You know what? Doc, yeah, Joe, go okay. ahead. Now I wish I would have said the line because that was far more. Uh, doctor, well, no, that's Steams. a word. You know, if you've ever read a book, you'd maybe know that word. <laughs> Is there a book in your house? Exactly. Yeah, the one yeah, John mine. loaned me. Yeah, the one I loaned ago. him nine years ago. <laughs> the university is offering temporary housing. Reavers, that Dr. do you Steam have that? Do you have that considered. book out like on one of those shelves so it's propped up so you can see the cover like they had used to have it be uh, be Dalton? I actually think it's holding up one of the uh, legs on uh, on the table I have in the basement. <laughs> Kenny, we call those end caps. End caps, yes. Yeah. End caps. The OPEC Plus Alliance of Oil Exporting Countries said Wednesday it'll cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day, a move that will likely raise prices at the pump. Good. The group said the decision was based on the uncertainty that surrounds the global economic and oil market outlooks. 
Oil is trading well below its summer peaks because of fears that major global economies like the U.S. or Europe will sink into recession due to high inflation. With an uptick in demand, I always oh, say, oh, you get this, John. Hate that word. Absolutely, you guys hate that. I think it's despicable. What he put the U.S. U.S. gas organization that was loyal. There's a lot of things going on here. What are you playing? Well, I accidentally clicked it. You're playing a soundbite from. This your first day on the job. What's going on? I got it. Okay, I'm going to move along here. Hor- you know, I hate this story. Exacerbation. There we go. That's, That's how you pronounce it, John. Yes. Horrible story What are you Thailand. doing? I, I'm looking up Corn Woman on Facebook. Oh. Very sorry. Did you find her, Rook? No? Uh, she I found it on this computer, and her last post was April 6th, 2019. That's oh. About Cornstock, hmm. but it won't let me go further, so I was trying to log in on Facebook gotcha. on my phone. In Thailand, a former policeman burst into a daycare center in northeastern part of the country, killing dozens of children uh. and teachers, and then firing on more people as he fled in the deadliest rampage in that nation's history. The assailant, who authorities said was fired from the police force earlier this year because of a drug offense, took his own life after killing his own wife and child at home. What? Witness said staff at the daycare locked the door when they saw the assailant approaching with a gun, but he shot his way in. In footage posted online after the attack, frantic family members could be heard weeping outside the daycare. One image oh. showing the floor smeared with blood. Jesus Pictures H. of the alphabet and other colorful decorations adorn the walls. At least 36 people, they're now saying, killed in the attack. That according to police spokesperson Archeon Kryton. What country, John? Another, Thailand. Thailand. Another 12 people injured. Uh, in Mexico... Gunmen in southern Mexico killed at least 18 people in an attack Wednesday, including the city's mayor. Prosecutor Sandra Luz Valdovinos told Miliano Television the attack happened in San Miguel Totolapan in Guerrero State. Two others were wounded. Mayor Conrado Mendoza was among those killed. The motive for the attack not immediately known. That's a bad job to be a mayor in Mexico. It yeah. really is. No because kidding. when the cartel rolls through town, they usually take out the mayor. Right. I, I don't want to be the mayor. If you're a smart mayor, you go. just say, see a guy. What yeah. happens I if the cartel any... comes to Garage Logic? The mayor goes, goes away. Okay. <laughs> Amazon says it'll hire 150,000 full time, part time, and seasoned employees across warehouses. I said across, across its warehouses ahead of the holiday season. (laughs) The announcement made Thursday shows the e-commerce company is taking a less conservative approach to its holiday planning than Walmart, which said last month it would hire 40,000 U.S. workers compared to 150,000 last year. Amazon always beefs up before the holidays, looking for the same number of seasonal employees that it did last year. If this furnace problem isn't taken care of by tomorrow, we won't be here tomorrow. So it's, that it's, cold, it's your fault, really? and you have to do something about it. The sounds of white privilege. That's right. Prosecutors. I don't care what color you are. You'd be cold in here. Prosecutors I are calling. Cold. I know. And we I'm can see white. it. <laughs> Prosecutors. See you, like, you want some of that? You see that? Jeez. Oh. No thanks. Prosecutors are calling fresh witnesses today as they argue their case in the trial of Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes and four co-defendants for their alleged role in the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. During the first two days of testimony, FBI Special Agent Michael Palian read to the court text messages text messages showing the defendants planning right, to go John? to Washington. We got your health, you got everything. 
getting ready for violence as they vowed to reject Joe Biden as the winner over Donald Trump. Sound like the Sweeney sisters. Uh, Today, former Oath Keeper testified that Rhodes informed him he was, quote, in contact with a Secret Service agent. Hmm. New research suggests there may be an ideal window of time to eat during the day. Eating relatively early may be beneficial for weight loss. And keeping meals within a 10-hour period should improve blood sugar and cholesterol levels. All of this according to two studies published today in the journal Cell Metabolism. Do you get that one, Joe? Every Cell month. Metabolism. Love it. Yeah. The first study found that eating on a later schedule made people hungrier than, uh, hungrier, excuse me, over a 24-hour period than when they consumed the same meals earlier in the day. So eat earlier, you won't get as hungry later in the day. I don't like to eat late. Every two hours is what you got to do. I don't like to eat late. dinner late. Eat every two hours. John, what if I'm driving grain cart and I don't have time to eat? Well, you have a little pack, a little bologna sandwich or something like that. Bologna? Driving bologna. grain cart. It worked. He bit. (laughs) (laughs) You're so easy, Joe. (laughs) The second study done among a group of firefighters found that consuming meals within a 10-hour window shrunk bad cholesterol particles, suggesting a potential reduction in risk factors for heart disease. The two studies add to existing evidence that there might be optimal times to start and stop eating. The meals they all consumed identical and the quantity of calories and nutrients consistent for both schedules, according to the study's directors. The researchers found that late eaters had an increased desire for bad foods, starchy and salty, as well as meat, dairy, and vegetables. It's like those pizzas you cook, Chris, sometimes you forget about in the oven. So, yeah. John, what, what if you've been laying on the couch all day eating, uh, you know, I don't know, Spam and Velveeta? And uh, the roommate comes on at home and decides to make homemade pizza. And you're stuffed. You know, obviously, there's no room in there. But you eat anyway. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Is that good? Or yeah, you have to. Cool. You have to eat it anyway. It cancels each yeah. other out. As well. homemade pizza yeah. is so delicious. It John? really is. It yeah. really is. Yes, yep. Joe. Uh, you get to put on as much ingredients as you want. Scott yep. Matura uh-huh. from Montana writes on the Ten Five podcast: The Newsman. That would be you. This is going to be critical. Called the rest of you out for praising Peter Ducey, but criticizing Jim Acosta for the same behavior. John is wrong. I called him Bob, although. John is wrong. Peter was is always respectful, waits his turn, and never interrupts Betty Boop. If you, she does look like Betty Boop, doesn't she? John Claude Van Damme. I can't picture Betty Boop. If you both recall, if you both. John, if you both yes, recall uh, and look Joe, back I, at the video, Acosta was combative, arrogant, and rude on a daily basis. It was rare that Trump, Spicer, or Huckabee could complete a sentence without Acosta interrupting. He never pushed very hard on Kaylee McKennedy because she was too tough uh, for him. Pushing back politely, oh, Scott Matura. Yeah. I love Scott, but yeah. we're going to have to agree to disagree. No, Acosta was a pain in the ass. Ducey, well, I have Ducey noticed, then. is pretty, pretty, well, he's pretty patient. He waits his turn. He's a pain Jeez. in the ass because you don't, you, you know, he's offending Biden, so you don't like him. Right. I don't care if he's, no, I'm no, not that's a Biden your reason, fan. Hey. That's I'm your not reason. a Biden fan, no, you Obviously you are, you have a Biden sign in your You yard. know what you guys are? You're as bad as the people. Oh, never mind. You know what? Sometimes you don't <laughs> F with a Biden. No, you don't F with <laughs> a Biden. You don't F with a Biden, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you read emails from GLers, I start thinking like that manager for the Cubs that went off on the Cubs fan. Don't you people have 
anything to Lee, do with what was his name Lee Elia Elia uh, I, don't, I don't play it, why. Chris. We don't, I don't have time. I don't know why, but it's just that's what it is. No, Chris, what did I say? <laughs> I don't play it, and it plays. Then he plays it. <laughs> just yeah, from the well, beginning of that. Not get a lot of respect there. You know, Joe, Kenny, right? you what, what would really surprise you is a lot of the emails, the, the time is like 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I, I've that's noticed redundant, that. Joe, Go to sleep. 2 a.m. in the morning. 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, redundant. that's a Bob Berglund. Okay, John. That's a Bob Berglund uh, rule. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, you're right. 2 a.m. is you 2 a.m. You don't say 2 a.m. in the morning. Or yeah. you say 2 o'clock in the morning. Correct. Right. Yes. Yep. Bob do you Bird say that when roll. you drive truck? Uh, yeah. I do. <laughs> Can I leave? I was driving truck at 2 a.m. in the morning. Thanks, John. <laughs> hey, I was looking at the 30 meals uh, menu, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to get for dinner. For Better the be something nice. I haven't had this there yet. Uh, Rook, help me. What is F-A-R-O-E? Feral. Faori Island Salmon. I'm a big salmon guy. Wouldn't that be Faroe Island? Oh, okay. Sorry. There you go. Roasted corn slaw, (laughs) parsnip puree, and lemon puree blanc with your salmon. Your French is horrible. I know. I'm really bad. Does the missus like fish? Oh, she loves salmon. I might have to. I might have to get two. Can I order myself two? I caught you a delicious bass. I did catch you a delicious. You did a. You did a Pee Wee Herman there, Chris. What did I do? Uh, 30 Bales is the official eating out, takeout place of the Garage Logic podcast. We've all been there. We all love it. Uh, they open at 11 o'clock, Tuesday through Friday. Sounds good to me. It really does right now. I'm starving. Uh, happy hour is 3 to 5.30 well, p.m. It's so cold in here. That increases <laughs> hunger. We, yeah. You act I'm like freezing. we could hang meat in here. Feel my hand. You can it's hang. ice no, cold. Right ice cold. Yeah. Ice cold. Hey, you guys just held hands. You can hang meat old. right here. <laughs> the old these feel my, my hand trick. You know what? These are my uh, gator. Todd, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Ignore the bad hand. Right. Um, also, <laughs> if you're a burger fan, they have spectacular, Penny. spectacular <laughs> burgers. The Bale Burger is my favorite. Uh, you also can have the Juicy Lucette Burger. Everybody on the menu, everyone on the menu is going to have their choice. It's a scratch everyone kitchen. What am I trying to say? You guys are throwing <laughs> me off my game here right now. It's a very no good idea. place to eat. But Todd, there you don't you have go. to pay Perfect. for this one. I apologize yes, for these you do, idiots. Todd. Uh, the hell he doesn't. Different Todd, lunch menu, too. If you're, in the, uh, if you're in the area, their lunch menu is from 11 to 3. As I mentioned, happy hour from 3 to 5.30. Uh, their menu is spectacular. A scratch kitchen right there in downtown Hopkins. Please don't hold this ad against them because they are wonderful people family-owned and operated, and please, when you go into 30 Bales, maybe you have family in town this weekend, stop by and let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. You sure? I told you I wasn't ready. <laughs> Hurry up! I'm looking up a menu Here's here. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Okay, you're going to have to bring a frame of reference to this Moon Motorsports ad cuz I'm going to I'm going to bring you way way back. I'm talking brands that inspire. That's what you'll find at Moon Motorsports, the largest Euro motorcycle brand dealer in our region. All the exciting models that inspire us to swing a leg over a bike and grab a handful of throttle. Uh, and remember, you're going to be able to see them all at moonmotorsports.com. Okay. And here's what I love the most. Moon has a great selection, and I'm talking to you here, Suit, of scramblers. What do you think about when you hear the word scrambler, a motorcycle reference? I know what I think about. High pipes. Steve McQueen. Yeah. 
Malcolm Smith, yeah. Jeff Ward, On Any Sunday, a Bruce Brown movie from mm-hmm. 1971. All I uh, think about is Joe with his scrambler way back when trying to repaint the gas can or okay, something like okay, that. Okay, so I wasn't talking to you, Matthew, but thank you for that. When you were restoring uh, the scrambler? <laughs> I didn't ever, I never paint anything myself. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Scrambler is, uh, to nail it down, a vintage-styled motorcycle built for off-road and street use. Moon has the Ducati Scrambler 1100, the Triumph Scrambler 1200. They're so cool, and they have them in stock at Moon. And for those of you with machines that need to be put away for the winter, don't forget, Moon Motorsports, they've been providing winter prep and storage for years. Call today, get on the schedule. Moon Motorsports, we're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo. They're located right there in Monticello, just west of the Twin Cities, south side of 94, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Joe, my dad turned 70 today, October 6th. I know you don't do birthdays, and I'm generally a rule follower, so I'm not going to ask you to make an exception. However, I did want to get a name ruling for him. I'm not sure you have ever done one for a 70-year-old, but there's a first time for everything. My dad's name is Rock. Is that Foghornable? No. 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 God, no. No, no it's just too <laughs> cool. Yeah. In defense of his name, times were rough and his folks couldn't afford a proper name. So they they made do with what they had. Thus, he got rock. Thanks either way. Dave Bliss, still water today, but back to Bulgaria on Sunday. Our Hmm. resident philosopher. What was his last name? Bliss. Rock Bliss. Oh. I know a different rock. Watch yourself. Careful. Um, Kenny, when I was looking at the dessert menu, 30 bales, I forgot Todd, Todd wanted me to mention to you, um, they make 1919 root beer floats. Oh. Do they really? Yes. Mm. Mm. Kenny's yeah, going to be making I, I, There a was a time when I would say, oof. Now I go, mm. Mm. <laughs> Root beer float. Root beer float mm. with 1919 root beer is pretty tough to beat. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. You can see their exploits. 1860 on this day. Yep. Oh, today's October 6th. Joseph R. Brown's steam wagon, a horseless carriage that debuted in oh. Henderson on July 4th, was permanently mired near Three Mile Creek en route to Fort Ridgely. Brown would build another tractor in 1862, but he died before perfecting it. Hmm. You ever been to Henderson? They have a really cool car show every Tuesday night Mm -hmm. in the summer. On this day in 1929, (laughs) St. Paul City architect Francis X. Tues died in St. Paul. His last project was the Spanish Mission Revival-style Newell Park Pavilion in St. Paul's Hamlin Midway neighborhood. Charles A. Bassford replaced him as the city's architect and finished his work on the pavilion in 1930. And on this day in 1972, James Griffin became the first African-American deputy chief of police in St. Paul. Wow. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Griffin. Did you... uh doesn't it have 68 there? 10, 6 is 68? Pardon? A beautiful soul was born on that oh, day. Oh, my God. 
And uh, since we don't do birthdays, I would just like to know, like everybody to know that day, a very special woman in my life was born on that day, and she is truly wonderful. I hope your wife doesn't know about her. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. Okay. Johnny she with doesn't. the home I haven't run. told her yet. No, it's... Uh, Thank you, G. You glossed uh, over one of the bestest days in history. What? Yeah. 17 years ago today. Right? Was it 17? Oh, you 15. Pepper. 17. No. All right, the 17. love boat took place. The Vikings love boat. Oh, really? Oh. 17 years what ago. Year? wasn't included. 05. It was 05, right? thought it was 06. I'm looking right now. I thought it was 2005. Uh, love boat was 06, I'd uh, bet on it. Cause, well, because Tice was still the coach, because Childress was the coach in 06. Well, then I don't know when it you was. You were such a geek, Chris. Not important. Now ask me what my wife's birthday is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reavers, aren't they hiring up the ha- uh, hall at I that think so. uh, score sport thing they're doing there on the 1500? I'm not sure. 2005. Get 2005. Reavers yeah. is right. Boom. He, he, he doesn't correct. know how to say... Island, but he can give you the date of the love boat. That's and... right. That's what I'm here for. Completely useless knowledge. It has its own Wikipedia page. Oh, please give us That's every beautiful. detail. No, we're leaving now. <laughs> Thank you. Sex party. We're leaving now. <laughs> we're leaving now. Thank you. I was just playing dice. And, now, and we're back. All right. <laughs> uh, Billy Pierce, what's going on? You know, there, might be a, there might be a podcast about the Minnesota Viking love boat scandal. You'd find it at PodMN, as well as any other podcast that you're interested in. PodMN on your smartphone. Then flip on over to uh, YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube. Garage Logic, there's great clips there. Don't and forget about the Garage Logic uh, Town Council. Yes, the Town Council. For just ten bucks per month or hundred bucks per year, you're gonna get great stuff. Access 24/7, members only live audio stream, plus live recordings of Garage Logic, best of segments, replays. There's so much more. The Town Council window cleaning. Do I still have to pay for the podcast? Or no, is that it's free, but you will get a certificate from the mayor. Ding, ding. Go to GarageLogic.com. <laughs> And cha it all the way. Cha? Cha? What's cha backwards? It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold Gellers. Now's the time for you to do the same. So pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952 952- 925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Mr. Money Talk. And you're always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, boy, a new day, but the same old, same old, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. It's been going on, I'll say, for months, just about a year. Everybody's worried about the Federal Reserve, what they're going to do to tighten the money supply, raise interest rates, more quantitative tightening to get rid of what was transitory inflation. Now it's embedded inflation. I've had numerous conversations, people who operate small businesses, and they're just astounded, astounded by what the Fed is, Fed, is, Fed is doing. They say the Fed is fighting, we'll say, the wrong, the wrong battle. Their belief that this inflation is caused by rising commodity prices and wages will go to the moon. And if they continue to raise interest rates, take the money supply, that will increase unemployment and therefore bring down wages. And at the same time, that will also 
as the economy slows, bring down the, the price of commodities. And of course, today being Thursday, there are five different speeches by four different Fed governors, all repeating the same mantra. Well, they're not comfortable making any changes with interest rates or their policy until they see sustained inflation abating. These small business owners that I have talked to said, hey, when it comes to wages, you got to pay. Not to mention, of course, something I've brought up before that I would hope that the Fed has uh, noticed. The minimum wages have been mandated at 15 bucks, either by most states. So that's a pretty big increase, depending on the state. We'll say from $10 to 15 or 12 to 15 Well, unless you're going to increase unemployment drastically, and the Fed has talked that they could easily deal with, they could deal with, 5% inflation. Wonderful. Well, with those people out of work, I'm not so sure that it's people out of work on unemployment really want to be on unemployment. The cause, which we probably could figure out pretty easily, is over the last year plus, the price of gasoline has gone up at the pump. The price of oil has gone up at the pump. We've talked about this before. Before even the war in so the Russians invading the Ukraine, the price of oil had gone from 55 to $85 a barrel. We've talked about that ramping through the entire system. Currently, you know, oil is back down at $85 a barrel from a high of, of $120. price of all commodities has come down uh, drastically. The price of shipping has come down dramatically. That, to me, would be indicative that the supply chain is working it working its way through. Plus, if I take a look at the number of retail retail companies that have reported in the last few months you've seen that they are they have a lot of excess inventory and they've talked about promotional activities cutting prices heck nike favorite favorite nike when they reported last week yes they beat top line bottom line on reduced numbers they did have some issues with their direct-to-consumer and they also said they have too much inventory because of we'll say supply chain catching up hey if you want some nikes you can probably go right to nike's website or go to any of my favorite uh, running store, including PC Running, and probably get a nice discount on Nike shoes. That is going through the system. That is not inflationary. It's deflationary. I just really wish the Fed would start paying attention to real-time numbers. That said, that would give the market a little little help. Next week, we do start in with uh, earnings as banks start to report. Numerous banks have already seen their numbers cut. So I'm not a bank investor, but that'll give some hint to what's going on, at least in the loan markets. That said, we have seen a few upgrades, which is a, a plus. Uh, notably today, Take-Two Interactive saw a very nice in- upgrade in for its prospects. That should flow through the companies as varied as favorite Apple, Amazon, and even some of the chip makers like NVIDIA. Another upgrade came on another uh favorite stock, Penn Gaming, saw a nice price target increase. The analyst uh, can't afford these people still going in a recession, still going to Penn's casinos, horse tracks, casinos, and doing sports betting through their barstool sports operation. Do keep on your toes, follow the asset allocation model that we've been talking about, keeping up to 30% in cash. 
take advantage of some of this volatility, which I do believe is going to continue. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. And congratulations to uh, the, the uh, Louis Arez for his uh, batting championship. Fantastic. See you, Josh. Josh. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.